How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees, and I'll tell you how I'm doing. I'm feeling like a load of crap because, you know, we lost out on Yoshinobu Yamamoto yesterday, and we, we've been talking about him for weeks. This is not a, a story that's been undercovered. We've overcovered this story, and it sucks that we came out on the wrong side of this, and um, it does tell a few specific details. We're going to talk about the implications of this, why the Yankees decided to go against, you know, spending over $300 million. Did it have anything to do with Garrett Cole um, and his $324 million deal, spending that type of money on a player who's never pitched an MLB inning before? Um, you know, is it worth it? You know, we'll talk about that. Obviously, we would have been like, yeah, it's freaking worth it if we ended up getting him. Um, now we have to look at the alternative and, and play devil's advocate and say, okay, like, what's the positive to not spending that much money? And, of course, he joins Shohei Otani in this super Dodgers team with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and so much talent. It's going to be really tough to take them down. But, again, like, nobody really knows if Yamamoto will be great. It, it really is just a projection at this point in time. He's never done it in the MLB. But the upside of him is elite. And there's a lot of outs, apparently, in the deal. It was a 12-year deal. So I think it averages about $27 million per season. But he has a bunch of outs. So he's 25 years old. Who's to say that he doesn't end up with the Yankees in the future? You know, once he's actually, like, adjusted to the MLB a couple years down the road. He's really, really good. The Yankees are like, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll bring him in at, at that point in time. Obviously, we prefer to have him now, but Ryan, I'm sure you could probably agree. Now we look toward Roki Sasaki as the guy we really, really want, um, donning the pinstripes as a guy who uh, would definitely be going in the route of more international free agent signing and not really being posted. He's only, what, 22 years old? Of course, it's a hope. It's a dream. We just you know, hope the Yankees can land a player of that magnitude, but the Dodgers are now kind of this evil empire that we hoped the Yankees would be this offseason, and we haven't spent any real money in free agency, right? Juan Soto was acquired via trade. Alex Verdugo acquired via trade, making next to nothing for Verdugo. Soto is expected to to make around $30 million. So, you know, I wouldn't call that a free agent acquisition. The Yankees need to spend money. They need starting pitching, and they need it freaking now. Now, the question is, where do they look? Blake Snell, and I, I was just watching, you know, Mark uh, Feinsand of MLB Network said that, that he does not believe that the Yankees are going to be interested in Blake Snell because of his inning limits, and, you know, there are some things they don't really prefer in his game. He walks a lot of batters. Um, however, internal talks about Jordan Montgomery will discuss him maybe a three-for-one special like a Montgomery Montas like Jordan Hicks acquisition and then you have some trade options like Corbin Burns and Shane Bieber um, we'll discuss them as well so Ryan you know how are you feeling this morning I know probably down disappointed um, little heartache after that you know weeks of talking about how this guy would be a great fit and he would have been obviously decides to go with Joe Otani and the Dodgers and you know got a ridiculous contract that certainly could be worth it yeah, um, you know, to clarify, to open this up, I mean, I thought the Yankees were going to make the, uh, you know, a, a ridiculous offer, and they made a $300 million offer, right? You know, when you add up the posting fee, it's about an extra, what, like, I think it's like an extra 30 to $40 million in there. Uh, I think it's closer to 50 actually. So, you know, let's be real here. If you told me in, you know, on October 1st, the Yankees would offer $300 million to Yoshinobu Yamamoto, I'd say, yeah, he's a Yankee. Um, the Dodgers are willing to go to 325. They're willing to go to 12 years. Um, you know, it's unclear whether the Yankees would have gotten Yamamoto had they matched the Dodgers' offer. Reports came out from guys like Martino that the Yankees loved Yamamoto. That was 100% true, um, but not to the extent that they wanted Juan Soto. And, you know, I I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's, I mean, it's fine that we didn't get Yamamoto because we got Juan Soto. But if you asked me who I'd rather have for this team, the, the answer is Juan Soto, right? Like, realistically, right? Like that's, that is the answer. Um, you know, if we were going to walk away this offseason, one of the two guys walking with Soto definitely feels a little bit better than it would have with Yamamoto because of the way that the offense has been and with the way the Yankees can kind of just churn out relievers, right? Like we're talking about maybe signing Jordan, Jordan Hicks, right? But if they sign, let's say Montas and, you know, like acquired Bieber for, per se, 
that moves Schmidt to the bullpen. They don't need a bolt reliever at that point. You know what I mean? Like, they have a really good bullpen. They've always had really good bullpens, um, so I'm not concerned there. The top of the rotation is definitely, like, it's Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's, you know, we know what Garrett Cole's going to be. There are question marks in Rodon and Cortez. Um, you have to hope that they kind of bounce back. You're always going to have to hope that, so it's not like that's new information for Yankee fans, but, you know, you're going to have to rely on two guys who weren't very good last year being better. Um, you know, that was, always again, always going to be the case, but, you know, Yamamoto certainly... Yamamoto certainly was going to be the guy that was supposed to help with that and stabilize because he is a top-of-the-rotation kind of guy. And if you look at the Yankees' options here, like Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, I'm going to say they're not happening. I don't think the Yankees are going to shell out $160 million for Jordan Montgomery. I don't think they're going to shell out close to $200 million for Blake Snell, nor should they. Uh, like, that's kind of the reason why you signed Carl Zordon so that you didn't have to do that, right? Um, these are guys who are, you know, entering their past age 30 seasons. I'm good on that. Then looking at a guy like Corbin Burns, that would be an excellent fit, right? He goes, he's probably going to give you 200 innings, Bulldog, Ace, everything of the sort, but the Yankees are not trading the prospect capital that are required to get him. I've seen people say, all right, just give them Peraza plus. No, that offer starts with like them saying, hey, how can we get Jason Dominguez in this deal? The Yankees saying no, and then them going, all right, can we get Chase Hampton in this deal? And, and other pieces as well. And the Yankees just traded their top pitching prospect. They're a guy who was a contender for their top pitching prospect. Hampton and Thorpe kind of always were a 1A, 1B situation. You're going to trade your 1A and your 1B. Like that feels a little bit much for a rental. And it doesn't really feel like it's going to be realistic for the Yankees' plans. You know, they want to win sustainably as well. Like they don't want to just blow it all up this year and, you know, pray to God that they sign Soto. We just saw that, you know, Yamoto was a guy that we thought that they were going to get and they didn't get him, right? So free agency still always has those, like, I guess to put it, they still have those, you know, twists and turns and things that we don't know and things that we aren't privy to. So there's that. Um, and, and then finally, you know, looking at a guy like Dylan Cease. Again, it's kind of a similar situation. It's going to cost you a ton. Yeah, you get that second year of him, but I'm less sure of him than I am of Cor Corbin Burns and I'm probably going to have to cost, uh, trade more to get him. So there's that. I just want Yankee fans to know that no matter who we get this winter from this point forward, and it was evidently a little bit true with Yamamoto to an extent, you don't know what you're getting in that starter. You have no idea what you're getting in that starter. And the way that pitching injuries have moved, I mean, they're shortening the pitch clock even more. A lot of these guys are going to get hurt. Like, you gonna, you can trade for, you know, a, a guy who's a quote-unquote bulldog, and they could have elbow inflammation and be out for two months randomly. That's just the nature of how baseball is right now. They're speeding up the pitch clock. Uh, pitchers are getting hurt more than they've ever been. We're throwing harder than we've ever been. Um, I don't know, like... I, the Yankees are going to have to take question marks here. They're going to have to be cold in the question marks. And we didn't want to do that. That was not what we wanted to do, but it's where we're at, right? Like it's cold in the question marks. But I will say this, the Yankees, if they can acquire two starting pitchers, you put yourself in a situation where Schmidt's your six, Warren's your seven, beaters like your eight, like heals your nine, right? Like that's a good situation to be in. You just have a surplus. You just have as many starting pitching options as possible. Realistically, I view it more as seven. I don't really view Beater and Heal as reliable starting options. Uh, but having seven guys who can say, hey, here's the ball every fifth day is not a bad idea, right? And, and, you know, having that and then assessing at the deadline and going out and get a starter, that's a fine strategy. It's not, you know, it's not going to blow you away. It's not going to sit. We're not going to sit here and do the Yama Bieber. Uh, not Yama Bieber, excuse me. We're not going to do a, you know, Bieber Soto. We're not doing fucking stickers for that or anything like it. But, you know, it at least make you better. At this point, you just got to get better. You got to get better. And the Yankees obviously are in a position where pivoting is the alternative. It's the only option now. I, I do like the idea of a combination, like a three-for-one special, like a, like a, like a, let's say a 
Jordan Montgomery, Montas, Jordan Hicks type of situation. You end up with a good middle of the rotation guy in Montgomery, who was actually a top of the rotation guy last year, maybe number two. Um, he was that good. And obviously, he proved his worth during the postseason, 290 RA over 31 innings. Um, now, he's not a high strikeout guy. Like, that's that's the important thing to know. Montgomery's not going to be churning out strikeouts, but he's a, he induces really weak contact. And he knows what it's like to pitch in the Bronx. Um, so there is hope that, you know, he could continue that stretch of good. But there is also fear of regression there. He pitched a career high, what, 180 innings this past season? Like, he's probably not going to run that back if we're being realistic. So um, we're obviously, like, looking at a situation where Montgomery's going to get a nice deal. There could be regression there. Um, but he could still be a good player for us. Obviously, Blake Snell doesn't make much sense. But, you know, you, you, you mentioned, um, like, was it Shane Bieber? A uh, guy that the Yankees could acquire, someone that uh, obviously had a bit of a down year and then bounced and could bounce back. Um, what do you think it would take to acquire a player like this? You know, someone who may not cost a, a whole ton, but you know, we might have to give up another prospect. Is this where a, a situation where you're kind of leveraging like an Everson Pereira um, as a peak, you know, a, a nice piece in a prospective deal? Um, you know, comparably to Jordan Montgomery, would you rather trade? For someone like that, or rather just spend money on Jordan Montgomery, who seems to be, or even Shota Imanaga, um, who I honestly, I'm a little concerned that he's going to be not very good in his first year in the MLB. I think it's going to take him a full season to really get there. Um, I don't know if he's a reliable, you know, two, three guy, and maybe he's more of a four, five guy uh, to start his MLB career. You know, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, you know, trading for a guy or rather just spending the money? Obviously, like a Bieber would be interesting. I think you do too. You think you do you do a, a guy you sign, you, you you go you go down the trade route, and I think Montas is coming back. I think Montas is a lock to come back, and I, I felt like he was a lock to come back even if they got Yamamoto. Like I just I I feel like the reunions just like that was like the first thing we heard entering the winter. It's like oh yeah, the Yankees and Yamamoto, uh, Mo, Yamamoto, excuse me, the Yankees and Montas. Like they're really interested in Montas. They really want Montas, um, and Montas would love to come back. All that stuff, it'll happen. One year, ten million dollars. Uh, give him some incentives. You know, that's. And I'm taking that bet, right? Like, every day of the week, I'm taking that bet. $10 million for Frankie Montas, uh, I'll take it any day of the week, right? Um, and I know people are going to say, well, they went through four innings last year. Like, there's concerns about injuries. Yeah, there are. Uh, but again, like, if you're doing the just get a quantity, just get a large quantity of starting pitches and hope that it works out, I'm fine with that strategy, right? Uh, I know they kind of tried something similar last year, albeit, I'd say, with a lesser amount of certainty, right? Like, they did a similar thing. They did go out and have, you know, Cole... Montas, Montgomery, uh, not Montgomery, excuse me, Severino, uh, Rodon, and Cortez. But, you know, by the time, you know, March rolled around, Montas wasn't in that equation. So, you know, you hope that you have all, you know, all of your guys healthy at least to start spring training. Um, obviously, Rodon is still the same injury risk he was last year. But I will say this, it was the second fewest innings of his career. So, like, even saying 64 innings for Rodon is, you know, not unexpected. It is still, like, significantly less than what he usually throws. Even in years where he's injury prone. He usually got past that 130 mark, right? Or that 100 any mark for, the for uh, you know, I guess a broader term here. Like, you were expecting at least 100 innings from Rodon. And you didn't get that. I think you can expect 100 innings from Rodon next, this year, or if not more. Um, you know, Nestor Cortez, again, another guy was like, you didn't expect 63 innings out of him. What in 2022 when he tossed 158 regular season innings and 12 more postseason innings, giving you 170 innings, basically, of work in 2022, what, what indicated there that he wasn't going to even be able to get you 70 the year after, right? So there's a lot of like fickle injury stuff where you're just like, you're hoping that those outcomes don't repeat themselves. You kind of have to rely on hope. That is something that I understand fans are going to be uncomfortable doing. I'm certainly going to be uncomfortable. And Alex, I think you agree with me here. 
Every single pitch these guys throw in spring training, every time they walk, they leave a start, every time they like look at their hand, every time they do this with their shoulder, we're going to be looking, analyzing, and there's going to be a pit in our stomach. It's going to happen. That's it is what it is, right? Like we're going to be nervous every time these guys pitch. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Alex, they, they gave $160 million to uh, Carlos Ordon. You know, they kept Nestor Cortez. They, you know, even Clark Schmidt, like he threw 150 plus innings last year, but he's a two-time Tommy John guy, if I'm not mistaken, or at least a former Tommy John guy. So, you know, they made their bed. They've got to kind of sleep in it, right? Like they've, they've made their bed. This is a guy, this is a rotation that's built around guys who are going to get hurt um, or, who are, or have track records of, you know, some sort of massive injury. This is the situation they're in. Like, like if you want to trade nothing for Bieber, that's fine. I think he's not going to cost much. I would even say he's not even going to cost an Everson Pereira type player. Um, that I'd be fine with that. If you do that in Montas, I think your rotation is a lot better. Imanaga is an interesting option. Like, are the Yankees going to go down that route? You know, there are concerns about the home runs, uh, but do the Yankees have what it takes to fix those issues? Like, maybe it's a matter of just, all right, throw it up in the zone a little bit more. Maybe rely on your breaking balls a little bit more. Maybe rely on your splitter a little more, whatever it may be. Um, I-, I think the Yankees could be a team that makes Shota Imanaga a lot better, and his projections were right in line with Yoshinobu Yamamoto's. Not to say that his ceiling is the same, because it's not, uh, but can he be like a three-starter or a four-starter in this league? Sure. Um, but then again, if you do like Shota Managa and Bieber, right? Like that's a lot of guys. That's three of your four guys uh, of your five guys in rotation who have sub like sub 93 mile an hour velocity. So that also is a little bit of a concern. I don't know. Like there's no perfect answer here. There's no answer that's not going to make you feel uneasy. And I think that's, that's kind of the takeaway here. There's no answer that's going to make you feel uneasy. Well, there's a couple things that I would say as like a byproduct of what this, you know, Missy Yamamoto actually means. The first thing is the Yankees have zero and when I say zero, I mean freaking zero excuse to not make a monster offer for Juan Soto long term. There is no realm of possibility where the Yankees decide we're not spending the money for Juan freaking Soto. Now, based on the fact that Yamamoto just got a deal, having never played an MLB inning before for $325 million, $27 million per season over 12 years, Juan Soto is going to get paid. And we're not just talking pay. We're talking pay. We're talking back up the Brinks truck paid. Um, and, like, that's – look, he's a 25-year-old Hall of Fame bat in his prime. And and we're talking about not in the end of his prime, not in the middle of his prime. He's in the beginning of his prime. He could be this good for the next seven, eight years before he even sniffs regression. Knock on wood, obviously. And then he's been very durable. So this is the type of guy you invest in, and you hope to God – you find a gem in, let's say, Chase Hampton or Will Warren, and they turn into really good quality pitchers, Clark Schmidt in, in addition to that. Um, but listen, like you said, maybe you don't have to give up a whole ton for Shane Bieber. He's a solid arm. He'll give you good starts. Um, you know, you. know, But really, this whole season, and I'm going to be quite honest right now, this 2024 season may end up falling on the shoulders of Carlos Rodon. Like, his bounce back, if he doesn't bounce back, I mean, we're in really deep shit. Excuse my language. Like, that's really the truth. Like, our starting rotation is going to be really freaking bad if Rodon does not bounce back. Erico will be the guy. But Rodon, I mean, Nestor Cortez, like, he had the one great year, right? One all-star year. Can we rely on him? I don't think that he is as consistent as we need him to be. He'll be okay. Uh, Clark Schmidt, he'll be okay. Probably won't be anything crazy. He'll be good. Uh, I think his ceiling is probably good at this very moment. Um, and then obviously like Will Warren, who's never pitched before in the MLB, you know, you just don't know what he's going to be. Montas is coming off shoulder surgery. He's a what if uh, Burns is a what if, if you acquire him, 
Montgomery's coming off his best season. You're, so you're buying high on Montgomery. Um, you know, there's a lot of what ifs, question marks around these players. But at the end of the day, the Yankees don't have a choice. You know what I mean? You go and acquire Juan Soto via trade, and you send all the prospects that they gave. And and Michael King, who's now I freaking missed the crap out of Michael King. He would have been so good to have. Um, you know, you you get Juan Soto. You can't stop here. You know, if you're if you're Cashman, if you're Hal Steinbrenner, you just made a World Series caliber move in acquiring Soto, you can't stop before the finish line. You got to finish the job. You got to go out and spend that money. You got to go out and acquire multiple players, whether that be a, a slightly supercharged bullpen. Hicks averages over 100 miles an hour on his fastball. Dude's a freaking animal. 3-2-2 ERA last year. I think he pitched like 65 innings. Um, good bullpen piece. He could be really, really good with the Yankees if they kind of help him with his location uh, a little bit. Sometimes his accuracy is a bit off. Uh, but this guy is special too. So a combination of Burns... Montas and Jordan Hicks, which would come out cheaper, right? Cheaper than Yamamoto costed in general. So less than three hundred twenty-five million, less than three hundred million. You're going to get multiple guys, three three pitchers who can help you now with MLB proven MLB proven commodity, right? Because Yamamoto's never pitched anything before, so we don't really know what he's going to be. We have we estimate he's going to be phenomenal, but we just don't know. We know that Montgomery's coming off a great year in the MLB with proven MLB postseason experience. We know that Shane Bieber has had really good seasons in the past. Hopefully you can turn that around. Um, and then Jordan Hicks is a stud bullpen arm. Like, you know, I feel like a three-for-one special is a, is a decent consolation prize. For the main purpose, these guys have proven track records. You know what I mean? Um, if the Yankees want to win a World Series in 2024, they go after guys who are coming off good seasons or at least could bounce back to have some good years. I mean, you could for less than $300 million, you could get Hicks, Bieber, Montgomery and bring back Frankie Montas. That's four pitchers, three of them starting, and then you move Clark, Clark Schmidt to the bullpen and have him as that kind of spot starter if you need be, um, or even Nestor Cortez. Like if you get, there's going to be injuries, guys. Like the Yankees are always having injuries in the in the starting rotation. One of those guys is going to end up playing pretty quickly. Um, you know, definitely an interesting uh, kind of combination, interesting concept. But guys, you know, want to hear your thoughts below in the YouTube comments? I know you're all upset, just as much as we are. We're really down about it. But end of the day, we move forward. We move on. Got to got to keep adding pieces because this team is not done. It's not finished. Um, but we'll keep updating you on all the recent trends, news regarding what the Yankees are thinking. Obviously, internal discussions and stuff like that. We hear uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. But at the very least, the offseason is going to be a little bit more fun for the next couple uh, of months leading up to opening day. So there'll be more moves. Yamamoto would have been like the move, and then they would be pretty quiet for the next two months. So at least now we got some news that we can discuss and uh, you know get through this baseball offseason together, my friends. Obviously, that's the that's the little silver lining that I can come up with, and it's not a fun one for me to say. Uh, but appreciate you guys as always. Make sure to stay safe for the holidays. Hopefully, you guys are staying healthy healthy as well. I know a lot of traveling this this uh, next couple of days and, you know, please, you know, protect yourself, do your, do your stuff, have fun with the family, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow, obviously. Christmas coming up, so maybe we won't see you on that day, but certainly afterward and uh, hopefully you guys really enjoy the, the time to wind down and have some good food, spend time with family, and don't think about the fact that we just lost Yamamoto because it freaking sucks. But <laughs> we'll catch you guys on the next one. Make sure to like and subscribe. Peace out.